Hey there, folks. Matt Hunsaker here for the State Tax Show. Let's talk about North Carolina's phase-out of the corporate income tax. Well, welcome back from Thanksgiving break. I hope everyone had a great time. By my count, our family went through nine pies over the last few days, and we don't regret it. So North Carolina finally has a budget. I think it's been about three years since that happened. And with that came Senate Bill 105, which was enacted back on November 18th. This bill does a few things, such as updating conformity to the Internal Revenue Code, streamlining a bit how you calculate the corporate franchise tax, knocking down the personal income tax rates, and also providing an elective pass-through entity tax. But the big news is that the legislation also phases out the corporate income tax. And this has kind of been a two-part political maneuver. Beginning back in 2013, the legislature knocked down the corporate income tax rate from 6.9% to its current rate of 2.5%. Well, now they're going to stick the fork in it completely and phase out that remaining 2.5% rate. But there's a bit of a delay to this, so don't get too excited. The phase-out actually doesn't even start until 2025, and then it phases out slowly over five years until it reaches the rate of 0% in 2030. You you may call me a cynic, but 2030 is a long ways away in tax terms. So it remains to be seen if the phase-out actually happens or if the plan gets changed as the makeup of the legislature ebbs and flows. These long-term phase-outs have a habit of changing uh, throughout the year, sometimes accelerating, sometimes decelerating, and sometimes just going away altogether. Eliminating the corporate income tax seems to be a popular topic in certain political circles. But it's important to remember that we in the tax world often overemphasize income-based taxes when in reality, sales taxes and property taxes on business assets really make up the bulk of business tax collections. But it sounds nice when recruiting businesses to to the state to say that, hey, we don't have any income tax here. And it certainly makes tax compliance simpler. But it doesn't mean that the jurisdiction is a low-tax jurisdiction for businesses. You really have to take into account all of the business taxes to make that determination. So that's the big news on the corporate tax front in North Carolina. But there are a few other things that you should know about. Uh, First off, North Carolina updated its Internal Internal Revenue Code conformity date to April 1st, 2021 from the previous date of May 1st, 2020. And it also does one other interesting thing that kind of touches on conformity. When North Carolina conformed to the CARES Act, 
they decoupled from that provision's Section 163J interest uh, disallowance relief, meaning that North Carolina, North Carolina just allowed more interest deductions than the feds. But moving forward, what it's going to do is it's going to allow taxpayers to take those interest deductions that were previously added back because of the decoupling from that provision in the CARES Act and allow the taxpayer to take 20% of those disallowed deductions over each of the next five years, starting in 2021. So I think that's a long-winded and complicated way of saying that the legislation is going to allow taxpayers to recoup the loss of those deductions in prior years uh, over the next five years. I don't know if that sounded any simpler now that I think about it. On the franchise tax front, the state eliminated two of the three alternative bases for calculating the franchise tax. So now the only base that's used will be the apportioned net worth base. And I'm always a big fan of simplifying franchise taxes. They tend to be much more complicated than they need to be. On the personal income tax front, the legislation phases down, but not out, the individual income tax rate from five and a quarter percent to 3.99% over the next six years. Now, unlike the phase out of the corporate income tax, this phase out or this phase down, sorry, starts in 2022. I should also add while we're talking about individual income taxes that North Carolina has passed an elective pass-through entity tax that allows individual taxpayers to work around the federal limitation on deducting state and local taxes. I haven't studied North Carolina's provision carefully, but from what I can see, it seems fairly typical of those workaround or or those pass-through entity tax workarounds that have been enacted in other states. Speaking of workarounds, I've been meaning to talk about the salt cap limitation, but it seems like the word on the street changes almost daily. So I'm going to hold off for now until we get something more concrete. It's going to be interesting, though, if something really meaningful happens to the salt cap limitation to see how states will respond with their workarounds. So far, they have really been a nightmare to implement. And I'm saying that while we are still fully on the bleeding edge of this trend. And I think it's only going to get more dicey as we start to get into audit issues and credit issues down the road. Well, that's it for this week. I'll be back next Monday with a new episode of the State Tax Show. And until then, have yourselves a great week. The State Tax Show podcast is produced by Baker and Hostetler, LLP, and is for informational purposes only. It is intended to inform our clients and other friends of the firm about current legal developments of general interest. Issues discussed should not be construed as legal advice, and listeners should not act upon the information contained in this podcast without professional counsel. In some jurisdictions, this podcast may constitute attorney advertising. Please visit BakerLaw.com for more information about our practices and experience.